Saint James. Put more where you said. Mm. Talk through the valley of the shadow of death. DJ, teacher, up top. Spin them like a hook. All right, all right, all right. Up top, we said. Up top, up top. Episode three. Episode three. We decided to name it Hot Taste because you know. We got a lot of hot takes going on in the NBA this time, right, Star? Oh, yes. Basically, you already know, man. This is going to be an uh, interesting month. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month once you know, again. Of course. Of course, up top podcast. We salute everyone that is actually, you know, African-American doing their thing, uh, just trying to make sure that they go ahead and take their business to the next level. And that's all the way up to the top. Exactly. Like we always say, up top. So once again, it's your boy, Spacely. And- it's your boy, Steemo. And we're here to give you guys some hot takes on this episode three. Man, let's get right into it. So, as you guys, I know you guys have been hearing. If not, we're going to tune you on in. The NBA has been putting on some very hot trades, if you guys had noticed. How do you feel about the trades, Star? I'm saying, man, we've been waiting for this for a good 40-something games now. Right, We talked about it in the previous episodes. Yep. So, it's just interesting now how everything has now transpired. Right, because it's like... We never expected some of these names to be going to where they're going, but at the same time, we would want to see like where some of these organizations were going as we were getting ready to go into the All-Star break. Right. And that's the thing with the trades that actually happened throughout the season. It's kind of like now the deadline already has passed, and we are now understanding what these teams are really going to be about. So this is going to be an interesting second half of the season, basically. Yes, especially after when we get to the All-Star break. We're going to really see now where these teams are deciding what they're going to do coming into this new postseason as well as getting ready for the playoffs. Yes. So we'll get right into the trades. We already know these two names right here, but wow. Yes, definitely. So we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the first, well, the biggest blockbuster trade that we saw. It was James Harden that used to play for the Brooklyn Nets. He actually was traded to the Philadelphia Sixers for also previous Sixer named Ben Simmons. And man, we I never thought we would be talking about Ben Simmons for a while now, Starlight. When I heard that he was finally leaving the Sixers and going to the Nets, but instead it was for not only just James Harden, but Seth Curry is now going to be a Brooklyn Net as well as Andre Drummond. Wow. So it's like, I feel, in my opinion... I feel like the Brooklyn Nets got a big steal out of this one compared to the Sixers. How do you think, Star? Yeah, so let's go ahead and just break down that trade. The Brooklyn Nets received Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, 2022 first-round pick, 2027 first-round pick, and a 2028 throughout two seconds if it's not conveyed. And then the Sixers received James Harden and Paul Millsap. So, yes, technically the, the Nets actually did take majority of what the Sixers actually needed. And, uh, yeah, they got their man because Ben Simmons obviously wanted to actually leave. So that's exactly where he was traded to. And James Harden got his wish and then decided to go ahead and have his wish come true. And now he's playing for the Sixers. So to me, I feel like the Brooklyn Nets still won out of this whole thing because they got a lot of players. They got a lot of picks. They got a lot of room to move and rebuild their team and get their team right where it needs to be. As for the Sixers, all they really got was just another piece to hopefully help Joel Embiid push himself over to the postseason. Stuff. Yes, Embiid is playing on an MVP high level right now, and it's it's amazing how you know he actually is still dominating one of the top centers in the game, 
And he actually has proven it that, hey, trust the process. Exactly. Where they are right now. They almost actually went to the NBA Finals, I believe, two years ago when Kawhi actually hit the game winning shot. Exactly. But ever since then, it's been interesting how, you know, Ben Simmons actually did not want to play a high-level basketball. Now he got his wish to play against his former team now. So he's playing with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Which I feel like hopefully he understands now you're on a team with a bunch of other players and other guys that can go after it game in and game out. He needs to now prove to everybody that now that you're on this team, you have the ability to play. You have the ability to not only perform, but get the Brooklyn Nets potentially out of this funk that they're in right now. Exactly. So that's definitely what we saw. But, you know, obviously the graded of this trade, the Nets got a B. This is off of Bleacher Report. And the Sixers end up getting a B plus, which I find kind of kind of odd because they only got two players. But I guess when it comes to quality over quantity, that's why they gave those guys the the better grade compared to the Nets since yeah, they got so everything. Give us your thoughts and feedback, y'all. Like, what do you guys think about that trade? Okay. All right. All right. Next one. And then now we're going to our boy, Mr. Unicorn himself, Christoph Porzingis. He got sent over to Washington for Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, the Wizards obviously were in rebuilding mode after they heard the news of Bradley Beal. I don't know if you guys heard, but he's actually going to be uh, ending his season early. He's taking a wrist surgery. So the Wizards are obviously now in rebuilding mode. So they decided to go ahead and, you know, break ways with some of their players. And they ended up receiving Kristaps Porzingis, who used to play for the Mavericks. And, uh, you know, Porzingis is obviously a, a player that, you know, he could still become a potential all-star, but... He has been having injuries that's been, you know, lagging. And this is a chance now that he can actually have the ball in his hands and be the guy that can help Bradley Bill later on in the future. But we'll see. Uh, I, I feel like for me, I feel like the, the Wizards got the better deal out of this trade at the end of the day because now they grabbed themselves not only a offensive powerhouse in Christoph Porzingis, but at the same time, a defensive threat, a big man, somebody that can help them crash the board, somebody that can help them move the offense. Like, and Bleach Report does, uh, is backing me up as well, too, because they gave the Mavericks a D in this situation, and I was like, I agree. Dinwiddie is someone that is, yes, a decent player, but at the end of the day, he wasn't someone that was worth the kind of caliber that is Porzingis. So to exactly. Me, so there you go, Star. Like, literally, the Mavs obviously wanted somebody else that could help with Luca and yeah, Bleacher Report ended up giving them a D. Right for the so. And the Wizards actually got an A. Yeah, because they got the way better player at the end of the day. Oh yeah, let's go on to the next. The next trade that we actually saw, guys, uh, we heard about was Montrez Harrell going to the Hornets. Uh, the Wizards, of course, again rebuilding. They got Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. So uh, that trade obviously wasn't a surprise. You know, Harrell obviously has been. Uh, traded uh, numerous times now. He was uh, the Lakers previously. So I feel like, yes, the Hornets wanted to get another guy that's going to help with their defense. And, yeah, they got to be. I agree, Star, because at the end of the day, between these two teams, Montrezl Harrell is a good pickup for either one. So the fact that he's going to the new team now, to the, Horn to the Hornets, gives him a better chance to run with a younger team with a mellow ball and Miles yes. Bridges. So I feel like it's a, it's a good trade for both teams, and it was – Worked out for them in the end. Oh, yes. So moving on to the next trade, uh, Derek Wright to the Boston Celtics, and they traded for Josh Richardson uh, for the Spurs. 
they ended up getting Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford and a 2022 first round draft pick. So what you think, Spacely? In this case situation, I feel like it was more quality over quantity because Boston Celtics did pick up a good guy in Derek White. So they, they're the ones that at the end of the day got themselves a good favor. They got another pickup to help out Taylor yes. and Brown. And I feel like the Spurs just grabbed themselves a bunch of players. Yeah, Spurs obviously at that point didn't really do much. So they gave the Celtics a B for that trade and the Spurs actually a B plus. Yeah, that's probably due to the fact that they got some decent guys that can help fill up their rosters going into the postseason. All right, moving on to the next. We're going with uh, the Detroit Pistons. And this was actually a four-way trade. So Detroit ended up receiving Marvin Bagley III, who used to play for the Sacramento Kings. Right. Um, the Clippers now were also in this trade, and they received Rodney Hood and Sammy Ojeli. Uh, the Bucks decided to go ahead and also participate in this trade. They got Serge Ibaka um, and some draft picks as well. And then the Kings ended up getting Dante DiVincio, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. So, again... These were four great trades. Now, these trades kind of kind of was the opening of the trade deadline, if you yeah, want to hear it, basically. Because they were, they were kind of just boring. The, the team that I felt that got the, the, best, the best trade out of that one would be probably be the, the Clippers as well as the, the Bucks because they got, another block, they got another big man, defensive man, the blocker, which is in Serge Now, we, we know the teams are rebuilding. The Kings are clearly rebuilding. Yeah. The Pistons are clearly rebuilding. The Clippers and the yeah. Bucks, obviously, we know they're obviously in the playoff hunt right now, as we right. speak. But for for the most part, I think obviously the Bucks got a best deal out of that one. Yeah. Um, the Pistons got graded a B minus. Clippers got a B. The Bucks got so, an A minus. See, I told you, Stud. The and Bucks and the Kings got an A. Yeah, because those teams, they what they got, a, they got what they wanted out of the trade. So at the end of the day, they got the players that they needed. They got the pieces to fit their, their group. Okay. Moving on to the next, we have the Indiana Pacers. They ended up also getting uh, some players. They uh, received uh, Jalen Smith, the second-round pick, and the Suns received Torrey Craig. I think the Pacers are also in the rebuilding stage. They also got Tyrese Halliburton. Um, and, you know, that was something that shocked a lot of people, him leaving from the Kings. So, yes, the Pacers are obviously in rebuilding mode. Um, and Buddy Hield as well. I forgot about Buddy Hield. He's also going to the Pacers star. So, yeah, the Suns got to be uh, in this trade. You know, that was a defender that could help out with them. Uh, the next trade we got was P.J. Dozier going to the Magic for Bull Bull yeah. as well. And Boston Celtics, they, they just looked at it this one. They got some picks and they got something to move around. Yeah. That wasn't too much of a big trade, but obviously, again, they're saving money. The Magic are in rebuilding mode. So, yeah, they're just getting picks that's going to benefit them long term. Now, this one now Star was a little funny because I didn't expect for them to move shorter like that. I didn't expect for Houston to jump into any kind of trades. And the fact that Daniel Theus is going to Boston and the Rockets get Schroeder, Fernando and then uh, and then a dude and his freedom felt like the Houston Rockets picked up some decent pieces for themselves. We all know the Rockets are the worst team right now in the NBA. So, oh, definitely. So I mean, to me, it wasn't literally too much of a big deal. No, obviously they still got John Wall, who I thought should have been traded. 
spread. I'm so, still trying to figure out why they're holding on to him. Yeah, I don't understand that trade at all, but the Celtics got to be. Man, John Wall. And the Rockets got to be. So we'll see how that goes. Next one was an interesting one. The Spurs got Gordon Drogic for a couple draft picks. And then the Raptors traded for them to get Thaddeus Young and a couple draft picks and this other guy named Drew Eubank. So Spurs are really also in a way where they're, they're trying to revise their, their squad. So they got an A for that trade, and the Raptors got a B, which Drogic has been wanting to leave there. So he has a chance now to get back himself, or if he wants to buy, have a buyout, he could play for somewhere else. Exactly, because I feel now that Drogic is out, people can get to see him play better compared to when he was in Toronto. Because everybody knew that he didn't want to be there. It was just because of the trade for when Miami got Kyle Lowry. So now that Dragic got to a team where he knows he'll be able to work out well due to the fact that it's with our man, Mr. Popovich, I feel like Dragic will have a chance to shine soon. Oh, yeah. Enough. Phoenix got uh, Aaron Holiday. Wizards received cash. So nearly not too much to talk about on that one. They got a backup for Chris Paul, which I don't know if he's going to get PT, but we'll see. So, yes, the Wizards are in rebuilding mode. But, yes, again, we talked about it. That was one of the first trades that we heard about before the deadline was Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson going to the Pacers. What what really struck me about this trade at All-Star was the fact that Indiana had the audacity to give up Sabonis. Like, I never would have expected that the man who was basically the face of the Pacers was was getting traded. But to me... The Pacers still got a, they got some good players that was coming in. So at the end of the day, they do they do look out because they did get Buddy Hill, which is a good two guard slash wing player. Then they do have a big man in Tristan Thompson. Exactly. So Indiana did get a good run, but I feel like Sabonis. Yeah, got, the Pacers obviously are trying to continue to fight their way up to a playoff contention. So this was them actually saying, you know what, we're gonna have to get rid of one of our best players in order to go ahead and either rebuild. Or just learn from what we learned from, and then you go from there. But we have a young team. Oh, true so, enough. So we'll see how Sabonis works with oh the yeah. Kings now. And then, of course, previously, before the trade deadline, the Clippers ended up trading with the Blazers. The Clippers received Covington and Noel. And then the Blazers ended up receiving Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow, and a draft pick. End of an era for the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard is about to come back to a completely different team. Now we're going to see where the chemistry will lie between those guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Blazers are really in big building mode. They also traded for C.J. McCollum, which, who went to the Pelicans. And, uh, you know, the Portland Trailblazers, they ended up getting also role players, Nico Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart. So, again, players that obviously are getting PT, but they're not really – the main guys, you know? So, again, C.J. McCollum obviously is now away from Damian Lillard, and this is obviously a breakup for, you know, the, the Portland Trailblazers. They decided to go ahead and transition to a different uh, player now. So, again, obviously the Pelicans are still in it. They can find a way to get into the playoff. Hopefully they win more games, but the Blazers, they're really not fighting for anything at this point. No, sir. They're just trying to look to create new teams. And when, when their man, Mr. Dave Miller, Dame Time comes back, they're just trying to build some players around. Oh, yeah, and see so there was other couple of trades on there that we got to see and understand more about. Karis yeah. Levert to Cleveland, you know. So, right. you know, Ricky Rubio is now with the Pacers. Right. So, you know, again, a couple of other trades that happened before the deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, KZ Okpala went to OKC. Right. So our Heat did something. 
We try, yeah, because at the end of the day, if we had him just sitting there on the bench, it'd be a better fit for him to go over there as oh, well. Oh, yes. So overall, you know, all these trades that happened, you know, this is really something that we kind of weren't expecting. But, you know, again, the deadline has passed now, and all these players are now transitioning to their, their respective roles in their respective teams. But the most important one is obviously what we saw earlier was the Ben Simmons and James Harden. So give us your thoughts and feedback, y'all. Like, what do you guys think about the NBA trades that happened? Give us your grades. You know, what do you feel like should have happened? Uh, Maybe another player should have been traded or another team should have made a trade. What do you think? I agree with you, Star. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you guys wanted to hear. Oh, yeah. That was definitely one of the hot takes. So, Definitely thank you for tuning in to a segment of, uh, of this episode of episode three. Up, up top, top, we say. Up top. We're out. Up top, up top. Up top, we say. All right. Welcome back, y'all. All right. Welcome back, episode, episode three. Episode three, hot take. Yes, hot take. All right. So now uh, we're getting into the next segment. Uh, we're going to talk a bit more about you know, the NBA, uh, of course, uh, the all-star festivities was last month and, uh, mm-hmm. we appreciated all the greatness of the NBA players that came in and, uh, yeah. did their performance and put on a show. And, you know, now we're moving on into, uh, the second half of the season. And, you know, this is a great way for us to see exactly what these playoff battles are all about, you know, and who exactly. really wants to make the playoffs. So exactly, we got to stuff. experience you know, a great team um, right now. That's the number one seed. That's the Miami Heat. We got to experience them play the Sixers, who are the number two seed right now uh, in the standings of the Eastern Conference um, playoff push. And, I mean, it was a great game. You know, I want to say it was definitely a great experience to see, you know, our home team actually win. And they did – an awesome job trying to make sure to compete. James Harden obviously didn't play that game, but, you know, got to give props to Tyler Hero, who's been playing dominant right now as a six-man-of-the-year candidate, I think, and uh, Jimmy Butler, who's also been proven to lead the team. And, yeah, it was a great game. How was your experience at the Heat games, basically? Oh, my gosh, Star. It was a, it was a really good experience because it was a good game at the end of the day until Joel Embiid, you know, tried to put on his acting show. We showed to him that, even the acting would even get him that win. It was a Tyler Hero from Jimmy Butler, even from Killer uh, with the breakaway steal. Yes, that we number one in the East. Yes, yes, and for those who actually follow us on IG, you'll see obviously our reel that we got to experience uh, the hate and Sixers game. That was just an incredible way for us to you know show you know you guys as as listeners to, you know, see what we're about, you know, and how we can continue to share the world of, you know, not only NBA, but other sports as well that we would like to go ahead and participate and experience with. So I'm glad that, you know, we all uh, got to see the experience, but we got to see it for ourselves. And we're looking forward to seeing these two teams battle it out again. And, and you know, going through this playoff push now, basically, it looks like, you know, a lot of these teams right now are really just either already set you know, the Phoenix Suns actually have already clinched a playoff pitcher. You know, they yep. beat our home team, the Miami Heat, last yep. night. That was the way but, they got uh, it, yep. Yeah, they are the number one seed right now in the West. And um, it's just showing that, you know, they're a true testament without having Chris Paul and, 
you know, other role players around that they, they still are the top team right now in the West. Yeah, yeah. they prove. Right, right, right. So that's that's why, yeah. you know, at this point, you know, you got to make sure that at the end of the day, the chemistry has to be there. You know, once Chris Paul gets back, I'm sure right. they're going to get back in the swing of things. Um, you know, Devin Booker just returned yesterday, so that helped them out a lot. And, uh, yeah. you know, they seem like they want to actually get back into the finals like they were last year. So uh, that's agree. the top team right now in the West. And, uh, you know, they gave us – a good whooping last night. <laughs> yes, I must show, admit that. You know what? Right. <laughs> so it was right pretty now, bad. It's just, oh yeah, it was. I, I I stopped watching after the third quarter, but I, it I was really uh, yeah, it was really uh, a testament of where we are right now and what we can actually try to be because that was a, a a series that we actually won the game in Phoenix and then they came back and beat them on in Miami. So yeah. The team right now that already clinched the playoff was the Phoenix Suns. And then, you know, right behind them is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they're the number two seed right now. Uh, the number three is the Warriors. Four is the Jazz. The Mavericks are the fifth seed right now. The Nuggets are the sixth. Timberwolves are the seventh. And the Clippers are the eighth. Think about that, Star. Think about the... The matchup. Think about how the how the standings then flipped on us now. The Grizzly. Second place. The Grizzly. Yeah. I had him at third for a while, but John Moran just exploded the second half to the point where he put his team solidified at second place over the Warriors two star. Like he I know. I know. Man start. Yeah, the Warriors. The Warriors are waiting on Draymond to come back because he he's the he's the, he's the glue to their defensive. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting how it plays out, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting how it plays out because you know the Warriors obviously want to make sure they get you know into the second seed to obviously play either the the Timberwolves. Or, you know, either the Clippers, whichever team actually decides to get that seventh or eighth spot, looks like it's leaning towards the Timberwolves. But, I mean, the playing tournament, it's going to be very interesting how this plays out because it's from seven to ten. So, the Timberwolves, the Clippers, so think about and the Lakers, team. and the Pelicans. And the Lakers are one game, one more loss from getting kicked out of the playing tournament. So, think about that, Stimo. The fact wow. that then got kicked out of the, mm-hmm. the they're on par to be ejected from the the the, 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 the step can say all that he the current situation who he is but to be real honest with Lakers are for the season there's the we probably won't yeah. be talking about yeah, I feel sorry for all you Lakers fans out there because, uh, you know, My you had high expectations this year, 
and uh, it's not proven it to me that you guys are really trying to see your team actually get to the playoffs because you guys lost. They actually lost to the Rockets last night, Star, the worst team in the uh, in the Western Conference. In the West, they only won seventeen games. Yep, in overtime in wow. And LeBron blew a chance for a layup to give it to Carmelo. Let's let's, let's talk about mm. that a little bit, Star. The fact that LeBron had a chance to win the game, they gave him a wide open lane, and he took it. He took the lane, Star, like any other any other player would have done to get the win. Right. And it, but it, now he did but mention instead, why he yes. passed on that potential game winning lane. He said that Melo looked like a better open shot than his where the angle he was going at it seemed like he was actually right near the layup line but in his mind he wanted to have Melo hit the game winning shot didn't work was not a bad it was not a bad uh, it was not a it was not a bad look for him to just take that layup I understand what he yeah. was saying but in the you're LeBron your job is to dominate and that you had a you had a chance to dominate right there and call Gabe but instead exactly. you blew it and then you didn't have enough in the tank to go for overtime. That's that's the other factor in it. You you knew you didn't have enough left to go in overtime. You should have called the game. Exactly. So that that put them in a really bad situation now, where they're not even close to the eighth seed. You know, the Clippers are still holding on to that seeding, and it's going to be interesting how the play-in tournament works going into that uh, playoff push. So yeah. you know, pray for the Lakers, but at this point, I don't see them actually getting that far into the playoffs if they make it. But, yeah, as far as Eastern uh, standing started. Yeah, let's go over there. Yes. Let's go to Eastern. Let's go. We talking about the East. I was ready. I was waiting for you to start because (laughs) the pieces are moving in the East right now. Boston is on a tear. Before I talk about our home team, I got to give my flowers to Jason Tatum. The Boston Celtics have been on a tear as of late start. Like, he went on – he went on, like, back-to-back, like, explosive nights. Yes, he was trying to go for a 50 ball, but unfortunately, he could only get 45. But, uh, but in all honesty, 45 is still a great number to go uh, to drop. Like, he has been proven to everybody that he is the, the, the Celtics. He, he will take the team on his back, and he will get them to win. He mm-hmm. will do whatever he needs to do to secure his team for this playoff push. Same thing with our team, the Miami Heat. Like, yep. yes, we may have lost to the Phoenix Suns last night, but that's fine because at the end of the day, we still secure ourselves as the number one seed. All we need to do is finish out strong, and we'll, we can secure that platform. Same thing with the Sixers and the Bucks. They haven't played really good postseason basketball as of late. So it proves to everybody that the good teams will start playing better after the All-Star break to solidify themselves because they know a good seeding in the playoffs is a higher chance of making it to the finals. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's what I see it as. And that's, that's a really good point that you just made there that shows that, you know, they're very disciplined now compared to how they were from the first half of the season. So give the props to the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum for keeping that team going. Exactly. You have to give them their props star because without Tatum, it would have been a complete, disaster for the Celtics. He woke up in the postseason like he was supposed to, and mm-hmm. now he's solidified himself into playoff status, in my opinion. Okay. So what about the other teams right now going on in the East? Let's see. The Chicago Bulls are really doing a, a really good tear as well, too. Oh, yeah. They're, they're still competing. It. Right, because I see the way that they're moving right now. Like, they can solidify themselves in their position right now as well, too. 
who I'm surprised that's not doing so well right now is the Toronto Raptors. I did not expect them to be this this far down in 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 the pace. I expected them to be like tops tops uh seven at least. But for some yeah. strange reason, they they haven't been winning as of late. Yeah, they they actually uh won one game last night. I believe they played. See? Uh, but either way, they're 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 almost neck and neck close to Brooklyn. Brooklyn is obviously the eight seed. Um, you know, obviously we know that you know that they'll have to get back their chemistry going. That, that Kyrie's only playing away games. Um, the Hornets are right behind, oh, you know, the Nets, and then the Hawks right. are the ten seed. So that playing tournament is going to be very interesting from seven to ten. Really? Oh, it's 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 going to be a game. My thing now is, is you just said the perfect uh, team I was going to talk about next: the Nets and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. His his fifty ball performance makes me question now the remainder of the season because how is it, how is he going to be a factor in the playoffs? Because he's only going to be allowed to play what away games, even in the playoffs. Right. So that's a big problem, Star, because not many of the games might be in. Oh, the, uh, in the opponent's arena, it might be at home in Brooklyn. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's that's yeah. going to be interesting. That's going to be really interesting how it comes out to be, you know, whether or not he can actually still be able to go ahead and contribute when they do play in the playoffs. Again, we already talked about it in the previous episodes. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a crucial matter for them to actually keep their seating alive and actually – you know, compete against the top teams in the East. Exactly, Star. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting playing tournament because once the playoffs is set, that's when we'll see who truly is going to be matched up with who, and then who truly wants to win it more. Which All Star, which superstar, which team is gonna take it all? Oh yeah, and we want to definitely hear what you guys have uh, your input on about you know what's going on right now in the seedings. You know, your teams of. You know, if your team is really still doing good, you know, going into the second half of this uh, season. And we, we want to hear exactly your input on, you know, what players are actually contributing. And now there's a couple of players that are still, you know, trying to get back their chemistry, you know, returning. Like, of course, KD, who just returned back. Um, you know, but we, we want to actually know exactly how it's going to be able to play out, you know. And then exactly. I, feel like, I feel like right now, I'm happy that, you know, the Miami Heat right now are the number one seed, but they have to continue to stay consistent, not, you know, turn over the ball and close games. And we just got to make sure, you know, we are on the right path going into the rest of the second half. So, I mean, let's let's hear your thoughts and opinions on, you know, the second half. You know, which teams you feel like actually make the playoff or actually make the playing tournament, you know, let us know. Right. And do you guys feel if your team has a shot, at the playoffs. Yes. If so, let us think in the comments below as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the hot take for, you know, the second segment here we're talking about with the playoff push. Uh, yep, thank you yep. definitely, guys, for listening in. We got the next Appreciate segment coming up. Uh, it's going to be more. more about the matchups going on tonight. And, yep. uh, you know, we'll give you guys more motivational uh, inspiration out here. So, Up Top Podcast, Episode 3. Up Top with Seth. Episode you 3. You already up know, top. Hot Take. Hot Take. We're old. All right. All right. All right. Up top, we said. Up top, up top. Up top, hot tick. Hot tick. I hope you guys enjoying the, the musical interludes in between them. <laughs> I, 
appreciate y'all for tuning in. Yes, yes, definitely. We, uh, you know, going into the spring, you know, this is the month of March now, and you know, we uh, we're seeing a lot of these NBA teams start starting to spring, starting to show exactly what they're worth. Oh yes, star. Definitely, they're showing us yeah. that they they ready, they ready for the postseason now, star. Oh yeah, so this is going to be a crucial, uh, you know, end of the second half of the season because this is going to really show the testament of which team really wants it more. So, as we go into this last segment here, we want to go ahead and feed off of exactly what we were talking about. You know, going from the playoff push, now we're going to get into these matchups. Um, and, you know, give our predictions on these matchups. Now, we talked about in the first segment about the NBA trades, how James Harden and Ben Simmons got traded uh, to the Nets and Sixers. So James Harden is now going to be playing his former team tonight, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. And Ben Simmons, unfortunately, won't be actually be playing, but he will be watching from the bench against his former team, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So they actually meet up tonight, Star, 7.30 TNT. And that game is going to be very interesting to watch. What you think? What's your take on that? Star, to be honest with you, I'm more disappointed in Ben Simmons, and I'm more excited to see how James Harden plays against uh, KD and Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Because The reason why I say that is because Ben Simmons should be playing tonight. There's no if ands or buts about it. He should be he should be suiting up, warming up, and getting ready to figure out the game plan what Kyrie and Katie want to do to win against Harden and Embiid. But instead, what is he doing? He's sitting on the bench with a alleged back injury. Man. We we seen this before when he was in Philadelphia and he was talking about his mental health was the reason why he stopped playing. So now he's not only coming to the game, but he's not even playing. So it's like I don't understand what's his what's what's gonna go through his mind because you know walking into that arena, it's not gonna be pretty. There's no Philly brotherly love for Ben Simmons once he walks up in there to the point where I have to quote my man Stephen A. Smith. Shout out to Stephen A. In first take, <laughs> All he right. said that. He said one of his one of his colleagues gave him a quote that said his name is now Mr. Softy, like the ice cream machine in Philadelphia. So anytime they see Ben Simmons, wow. his name is Mr. Softy. Oh my! So, <laughs> so it's like you, and then to the point where they had the audacity to say that they might give Ben Simmons a mocking tribute video. I'm like, it just it just goes to show the negative energy that's in the gym you won't be able to get a chance to shut it down because now you're injured again, allegedly, to not be able to play. So it's what what was the whole purpose of everything? We're, we're still trying to figure out, like, what's, what is Ben Simmons? What is he planning on doing now? James Harden, on the other hand, I feel like he's going to ball out, star. Like, I feel like my dog's going to have a night. He's going to do his thing, and he's going to just try to get this dub. He's just going to prove to... KD and Kyrie that, yeah, it was fun running with Brooklyn, but Sixers is a way better team. And he has a, now he has a better chance of not only making it to the NBA Finals, but possibly playing against the best team in the West and getting a ring. Wow. And this is obviously a really interesting way of coming back to your team that drafted you. Um, you know, you as the number one pick, you know, in your class and – 
you making an all-star appearance and you know, it's like you made accolades already with the team that you actually brought to the playoffs. Now you're going to be sitting back on the bench where you're in a different situation where you're going to go and listen to all the fans. They're not going to cheer you. So his, his mindset, I hope he's ready for it because he took off the game of basketball for mental therapy. And I don't know, Correct. like, where his mental is right now, but from the reports that I heard today, they said that he changed his phone number from one of the former teammates that he was playing with. He changed his phone number. He never wanted to respond to any calls or text messages. He literally went ahead and did a whole 360 by not even communicating with them until he got to the practice facility, and that's where – he actually just got kicked out of practice because he wasn't trying to be a part of the team. So now he actually got his request. They traded him to a team where you're playing against your former team tonight and you're not even actually suited up to play. So in that case, you know, what is going to really happen in this situation where he's not ready to play the game of basketball? It doesn't matter what matchup he goes to but this was a specific game that he should have been playing tonight to show what you're capable of and why the Sixers actually are going to be missing you. Exactly. That's exactly my whole point, uh, Stimo. That's, mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% because at the end of the day, it would have been way better if Ben Simmons was suiting up in warm-up, getting ready to prove the Sixers that it was their fault. There were the reasons why he left, and he's a better player for it. The exactly. fact that not only – not only is he not suiting up, but the fact that he's on the injured list. So that means that he he can't even be in uh, warm-up gear to pre- even pretend that he was going to play. He has to sit on the bench in his street clothes. Now he has to listen to all those fans, all those Philadelphia fans that are going to be heckling him behind him the entire game. So I, it goes back to your point. It, he said mental health reasons the reason why he left. Will his mental state be able to handle all that hate that's going to be thrown at him in the right. arena. Exactly. And that's the point I was trying to have him understand. As as an athlete, we get it. You know, we understand that you had to take time to get yourself back into it. But you got your request now. Like, what other situation for you to go ahead and say, I, I just can't be able to play? Now you're saying it's back soreness. So it's like, we don't know what else – is going on with him. And now that James Harden is actually off of that team, he's playing with Joel Embiid. And they have been playing really good basketball the last couple games. You know, he unfortunately didn't get to play against our Miami Heat, but he actually has been playing, you know, the old James Harden way, where he has someone else that he can rely on to help him actually get there. And this is going to be a crucial matchup because, again, KD and Kyrie is going to be playing. So, you know, right. that prediction of this game, I think, will we will fall on, obviously, the James Harden and Joel Embiid for them to actually go ahead and make sure to dominate this game for them to win. You know, this will, actually prove, this will actually prove that the Sixers are actually are a better team in this trade scenario than what the Nets did. So, Agree. Yeah. I mean, Agree. What, what are your predictions on this game, Star? I feel like KD and Kyrie are going to have something to prove because it is their former brother that said that he was going to ride it out with them. He's mm-hmm. now their opponent. 
and he's now supposedly happy. Like you, like to your point, he's playing his old basketball back when he was like a rocket. So tonight it's on KD and Kyrie to really stop Harden from having a night because he's not only just going to score, he's going to try to facilitate. He's going to try to be more on the defensive. He's going to play in a way where if KD and Kyrie don't pay attention, him and Joel Embiid can easily take this game away from them. I yeah. have... I have his game going down to the wire, but it's it, it's up to those four players right there. It's either Joel Embiid going to take it away, or Kyrie and KD are going to come into into Philly and uh and take one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think James Harden is definitely going to bring his A game tonight to show that hey, you know, I played with KD and Kyrie, it didn't work out. Now I have a chance to actually prove to let them know, hey, I am way better without you guys. And if he can actually go ahead and I'd say if he can at least get a double-double tonight, Joel Embiid dominates the paint. I mean, I feel like the Sixers have the slight advantage at home. But, again, Kyrie Irving is playing mad right now. The last game he had 50 points. So, you know, it could go down to the wire. I just feel like in the end of the day, the Sixers may have the slighter advantage and it could actually work out. But, um, but, again, we don't know. We'll just have to see. What are you guys' inputs? You guys let us know what your predictions on this game. 76ers versus the Nets tonight. Again, the game starts at 730 on TNT, so stay tuned in that. Stay tuned. It's going to be one hell of a game, I promise. Oh, yes. You're going to hear cheers. You're going to hear booze. So be, be ready to hear that. All right, so the next matchup we want to get into tonight is another Western Conference matchup, uh, the Warriors versus the Nuggets. Now, that's gonna be that's gonna be a game, Star. That's gonna be a game. I think so as well too. The Nuggets are playing at home, and uh, the Nuggets have been playing really good basketball. They actually uh, beat the Kings last night, and Nikola Jokic. I mean, he is just playing MVP numbers. They don't like, call him the Joker for nothing, Star. I'm telling you, like the other night he had a triple double. Well, last night he played the Kings, and he had 38 points, 18 rebounds, and seven assists. See what I'm saying, Star? Dominant, dominant. So they play a Warriors team that, you know, they, they're still up the, the top three seeds. But, you know, the Nuggets right now are, are, are keeping up to date with what's going on. And they have the sixth seed right now. Um, they've been winning four straight games. So I think the Joker has a lot of jokes to, to put out tonight as far as his gaming. And, <laughs> no, uh, I, I believe you as well, so Star, because yeah. it says – it says on paper that the Warriors should come out on this game. It says it on mm. paper, but it just goes to what you were saying. The Joker might just come out with the circus and just like pull one, pull a curtain over uh, Steph Curry's eyes, and that'd be exactly. it. Walking on with the L. Exactly. So the fact that the Nuggets are playing this good again without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., uh, Will Barton is not playing tonight. They're missing some p- key players as well. Uh, just like the Warriors and missing, you know, Draymond as well and James Wiseman, who hasn't, you know, came back on the floor yet. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I feel like if the Warriors can, you know, start off hot, then they got this game. But, you know, anything could happen. I mean, the the Warriors are going in the mile high. They have a different altitude of playing basketball. Um, and we know the Nuggets, when they play their best, they're going to compete. So what's your prediction on this matchup, Star? For me now, I feel like the Nuggets going to pull this one out. I know everybody's going to be like, no, Steph Curry's going to get his comeback. He's going to let shoot lights out. And I feel you on that. But 
they don't really have anybody to stop the Joker. The Joker starts getting hot, which I see he likes to do around the second quarter, late to the third. If the Joker gets hot in this game against Golden State, I don't see Golden State winning. I got the Nuggets in this one. Exactly. Exactly. That would be that would be fantastic if, if the Nuggets beat the Warriors in this game. I think that would help them really with their seeding. But anything can happen. Again, Curry has to have a good game. Clay has to have a good game. And, you know, the Warriors have to really play good defense because they've been losing key games lately. So this is a good testament of their win. So overall, you know, those are the two matchups going on tonight, uh, both on TNT. So that game will start at 10 p.m. Um, so yes, TNT will have everything exclusive. You know, those are the only games going on tonight in the NBA. So, you know, for all our listeners, stay tuned. You know, if you guys tune into the games, you'll see the matchups and, you know, give us our predictions on that. So yes, moving forward, you know, we want to end episode three, hot take with our, you know, inspiration to everyone, you know, also happy, uh, international women's month. Uh, Shout out to all the international women out there. Yes, definitely. Respect uh, y'all. We definitely. we give you guys your flowers. You know, and definitely. Respect, Much love. Uh, the hard work and the dedication you guys put in each and every day to continue to do what's best for your lives and for your family's lives. And you know, here at Up Top Podcast, we want to salute you guys uh, for the month. So salute. yes, oh yeah. So going into our motivational quote. You know, we want to go ahead and inspire everyone from old and young. And uh, we want to go ahead and continue to make sure that you guys are understanding what it takes to, you know, be, you know, at the top of your of your level of whatever you're doing in life. So if you want to go ahead, Star, you can go. Got you, Star. I just have one quote that just says, Stay on, stay your pace and keep the race because at the end of the day, it's only you that's the one that's going to finish the line. Ah, very good. So what this post is so is that at the end of the day, just stay your course. Don't worry about anybody that's behind you or anything that's behind you. Just keep looking forward because at the end of the day, only you can finish this race. Yes. Very good quote. Very good quote. And uh, I have something also to break down as well um, with that. You know, my quote today would be, Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a blessing. And uh, that's a really good way for everyone to understand, you know, you can't hold back whatever is in the past. It's already gone. You know, tomorrow we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But today, have a blessed one. Appreciate life. Appreciate the journey you're on. And continue to, you know, reach to the highest level of, of, of life. Because you know, all the hard work that you're doing late nights, early mornings, it will pay off. And exactly. that's, I love that's what's going to, that's, that's the motivational quote. I want you guys to understand that moving forward, this is what we want to go ahead and, and continue to give you that positive inspiration no matter what. So, man, this was a great segment. Uh, I appreciate all the listeners. You know, we're going to go ahead and make sure to get you ready for the next episode, which is episode exactly. four. You stay know, tuned up top so stay tuned i take i take for guys for listening and we're out and we're out come on later <laughs> <laughs>